somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, I guess we're going to talk about the Middle East and Iran. Yeah, because we just gave them $6 billion. Why not? Is this like a change the channel because we're losing in Ukraine, right? Ukraine's going under. Ukraine is about to be defeated. And we don't want to talk about Ukraine anymore. And not only that, but the money's drying up in Ukraine. Nobody's donating to Ukraine. Everybody, the jig is up. The gig is up. You know, people aren't donating to Ukraine anymore, so there's no laundering to be had. Sam Bankman-Fried can go fly a kite for all I care. I mean, all those wire transfers to FTX, coordinating with the Ukrainian National Bank, and he's still in court. Probably going to get a slap on the wrist. But Sam Bankman-Fried was the one who was laundering all that money. All these globalist world leaders, the Klaus Schwab disciples, were basically saying, we got to care. We, we care for the little people in Ukraine. And it turns out that that's a whole laundering scheme like there's no tomorrow. Everybody and their brother knows it's laundering everybody's talking about it. Every pundit, every voice other than Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN know what's going on in Ukraine. So where's the money going to come from? How are these politicians going to get their dividend checks? And the way it's going to happen is you release $6 billion, or you release $150 billion under the Obama. He thought bigger. And now he's got a house in Hawaii and one in Martha's Vineyard. Climate change be damned, by the way, because he's at sea level. He doesn't care about the flooding waters. They're supposed to rise up, according to Ocasio-Cortez and, and uh, um, John Kerry and all these climate hoaxers. 
saying that, you know, the coastlines are going to be underwater in 12 years. And they said that, what, 20 years ago? So, you know, none of this adds up. It's all snake oil. The only person that seems to be speaking the truth to power is Donald Trump. Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a $6 billion ransom to the Iranian dictatorship in exchange for hostages. This is yet another Biden surrender and a further blistering humiliation of the United States of America to the world stage. But even worse, this decision will be extremely deadly. Biden is giving $6 billion to the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism. Just as when Obama sent the Iranian regime pallets of cash for hostages in the dark of night, remember, plane loads of cash, Biden's ransom payment will be immediately used to stoke violence, bloodshed, and mayhem throughout the Middle East and all around the world, costing countless innocent lives. Crooked Joe Biden just agreed to pay a six. So there he predicted it. He said that on August 17th, 2023, regarding the $6 billion, It wasn't long after we gave Iran the release the funds. It was supposedly their money. But somehow, due to sanctions and freezing, <clears throat> um, they were entitled to the 150 But releasing it didn't help matters. They didn't say, hey, thank you very much. America ain't so bad. No, they chant every chance they get, death to Israel, death to America. And sure enough, they fly these paratroopers into a music festival in Israel and start shooting and kidnapping people. Hamas. You know, Ilhan Omar's people. Ocasio-Cortez's people. They're part of BDS. They're part of the Palestinian movement. I don't know why the liberals love the Palestinians so much. All people under God are good people, for the most part. People are snowed by their, 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 their snowed or, or manipulated mentally by their governments, conditioned, groomed. And it just goes to show you that, um, you know, how impactful these young minds are. And they're groomed and conditioned to hate. We are not born with hate in our hearts. So Israel declares Gaza siege as Hamas fires rockets and toll mounts. So we have another war, folks. One war ends and we get another one. Conflict all around the world. The Middle East was in peace. The Abraham Accords were just upon us. We were working out a trade deal with China. And Russia didn't dare think twice about invading Ukraine while Trump was president. And even little rocket man, Kim Jong-un, wasn't firing up missiles and pounding his chest. And the world was a better place. It's not very difficult to do the right thing. But when you have a bunch of palms being greased through these Washington, D.C., in the Beltway, so-called think tanks by a bunch of moronic academics who sit around a table hatching up schemes and plans for strategy, declaring that they're the smart ones in the room when they're not. They lack the common sense that God gave them. 
They just don't exercise it. But Trump predicted that. You just heard that clip. You just heard that soundbite. Trump basically said, expect violence. And you know what Trump also said in an interview uh, months ago? He said that Russia went into Crimea and went into Ukraine because of the oil pipelines that were uh, because of because um when the oil prices went up when the oil price like you cl- you close down the Keystone pipeline and you make it so America is not energy independent anymore and you basically uh dry up the lease agreements for for research and development and exploration of oil you subsidize this stupid electric vehicle market that's never going to work out it's going to fail and you uh, become enemy number one for fossil fuels and energy and petroleum and natural liquid natural gas and you ban stoves and you get to all these moronic things you know and you push this green agenda and you have ESG taxation and regulation environmental social governance and then you force DEI down people's throats like they want to be friends with some oddball. You know, they, like like I'm a business owner and I have to hire a transvestite. Oh, gee, great. No, so, so it's ridiculous what the government has done. And it's been the government in the West. It's been all these woke governments like Germany and New Zealand and Australia and Canada and America. It's been all the G7s. But the Baltic states... Poland pounds their chest and says, hey, we don't do immigration. We don't have open borders and we don't have any problems. And our job markets are great. We don't need your scientists. We, we have our own. And then Hungary says the only way to world peace is to get Trump back in office. Viktor Orban said that. And then you got um, Serbia basically celebrating family day. With parades, not gay pride parades, but family unity parades. And you look in some of these countries and, you know, they value community, uh, religion, and family. And they their crime rates are really low. And there's also the depopulation group from the World Economic Forum. And around the world, we're, we're, we're really experiencing some odd numbers where, number one, uh, the age, the, uh, how our, the average life expectancy has decreased in the United States. And then there are odd states where there's de- depopulation. And what's so weird about it, too, especially like California, everybody's leaving California, Nevertheless, their registrations are going up. Huh. Go figure. Why are, the, why are the voter registrations going up when their population is in decline? Huh? Tell me, tell me that one, Batman. So Netanyahu says Israel will cut off supplies to Gaza. Israel will stop supplying electricity, fuel, goods to Gaza. I mean, after all, what did you know, Hamas and Hezbollah... 
Hezbollah will get in the, on the action. Hezbollah is a puppet of Iran, and Hamas is a puppet of the Palestinians. And this was an attack by Hamas, but you best better believe that Iran was involved in the financing of this. Not only that, but from what I hear, I hear reports that, you know, the black market is alive and well in the Middle East. And we left $85 billion worth of uh, military equipment in Afghanistan because Biden was so stupid and they got their hands on all kinds of stuff. And then there's the, the, the weapons that we're giving to Ukraine are being sold on the black market and shipped down to Hamas and Hezbollah. And now that Iran's got $6 billion of money to play with, there's a lot of people getting rich, closing deals on arms and weapons and military trade. That was always the case. I always said the four currencies on the black market Human trafficking, sex trafficking, humans, drugs, military equipment, and oil. We, for example, have a pipeline going to Africa. In exchange, we get to mine for gold. And we get to mine for cobalt, nickel, and lithium, and all kinds of different ingredients for batteries and the precious minerals that can only be found in, say, the Congo. So... We send some oil down their way, and they allow us the mining rights to make a huge profit. And the Bidens are in on that business, too, with partnerships with Freeport McMoran, an Arizona-based mining company, and Emperex, a battery manufacturer out of China. And that's been well-documented by congressmen in, in the halls of Congress that has been bandied about and talked about. I've played audio clips for you. So much of Gaza was already thrown into darkness by nightfall after electrical supplies from Israel, which supplies almost all of the territory's power, were cut off earlier in the day. So this is what Netanyahu is putting out. Beware. Now, did you know while we were busy unfreezing $6 billion in Iranian money in in a five-for-five-person prisoner swap, Iran began quietly expanding oil production to become the third largest oil producer in OPEC. Why? The Biden regime stopped strict stopped strictly enforcing its sanctions on Iran on Iranian exports as part of the deal to retrieve five dual Iranian US nationals. This was something that was put into place under Trump. Biden and Blinken got played again. Now, here's the other little kicker to this whole thing, because you better believe that as Israel gets tough on on uh, Hamas, Charlie Kirk wrote this piece. He says, remember, the international community is largely behind Israel for now. But in the next few days, as Israel launches its counteroffensive to destroy Hamas, support will wane. As is always the case with Israel, the same old voices will turn on Israel. Disgusting disgusting pro-Palestine marches are already happening in New York and in Oregon. Uh, I mean, it's all over the news. You got these pro-Palestinian marches. Paid for by who, I wonder? 
are already planned in many U.S. cities. When that inevitably happens, remember these images. And basically there's just a sea of dead people. Hamas just killed a whole bunch of innocent people just going about their business. These young Israelis went to a music festival when Hamas terrorists invaded Israel and gunned them down in cold blood. Israel didn't start this war, but their retribution will be fierce. And you'll see people like Ocasio-Cortez be on the wrong side of history again. How do terrorists get over walls? However they can. In Israel, this is how they entered a music festival, killing a, and kidnapping all that they could. And there's video of these parachutes, uh, par- these um, paratroopers coming in. Now, here's the interesting thing about all this, is how many Hamas are in, in America? How many Hamas are going to jump out of a plane and go to the next... Al Dean concert, like like the shoot, Las Vegas shooter. How many uh, Hamas are going to point their guns out hotel windows and shoot up festivals? That's going to be probably the next thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say probably. Actually, I take that back. But unfortunately, you know, there's copycat crimes, and this was just a, such a soft target. They could wreak havoc. How many terrorists have we left, let, allowed in with the Mayorkas-Biden open border in the southern border? Huh? How many? All in the name of election fraud and slave labor. These corporations who are profiting from the slave labor should be ashamed of themselves. And they'll have blood on their hands. We couldn't just have free and fair elections and give power to the people like the founding fathers wanted. No, we had to rig the system up because somehow the libtards thought they know best and that America wasn't just, we were just not smart enough to figure it out for ourselves. That we shouldn't be left with the power in our hands with a free and fair uh, election. No, no. They had to get involved and manipulate and rig. George Soros said as much that you know, Americans are being swayed by the uh, Donald Trump, uh, by Donald Trump, who is going to put an end to globalism. He doesn't get it. They're not smart enough to grasp the greatness of globalism and the tyranny that comes along with it. Now, we are smart enough. That's the thing. These intellectual academics that work in these think tanks inside the Beltway that you know, get paid kickbacks for everything thing they do. They get overpaid for what they do. And they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. They think they are because they speak multiple languages, but they don't. They're not. Who benefits from this terror in the Middle East? The deep state does, of course. They have a new media distraction. Now they don't have to report on their colossal failure in Ukraine. The sheep will soon forget about Ukraine, just like they forgot about the Russian hoax, Black Lives Matter, uh, COVID-19, etc. They, they have amnesia. They don't want to talk about all their failures. Public support for Ukraine had waned past 
the point of return. America First GOP ousted Speaker McCarthy over funding for Ukraine. The American people put their foot down. The deep state were struggling to maintain the lie and desperately needed an off-ramp. Lo and behold, a week later, the terrorist, the terror in Israel unfolds. The horrific images incite an emotional response for, from the public, and poof, the deep state have instantaneously rekindled the American public's desire to fund war on the other side of the globe. The deep state, don't, they don't care which war-torn countries they funnel the money from, so long as the money flows. They will gladly use this catastrophe to their advance to advance their geopolitical agenda. Given the deep state are the main benefactors of this situation, they are suspect number one. Then if you follow the money, it leads back to U.S. deep state politicians. Obama's Iran deal, for example, is a good example. All roads lead back to Obama, but, you know, all roads lead back to uh, um, Lindsey Graham, who was all over the media calling for an all-out war. Again, his military-industrial complex connections in in Washington know no bounds. And they don't really care. Like, they don't care how many people they kill with COVID-19 so long as they could sell their vaccines and the pharmaceuticals will profit and kick the money back in the name of royalties for Dr. Fauci. And they don't care... What 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 kind of wars get started in Ukraine or how what kind of bloodshed happens in Afghanistan? They don't care. It's not their blood, and they're profiting from it. This is as bad as it gets. They don't care about the lives they're destroying. They don't care about coercing you and saying you get the vaccine or you lose your job. They don't care about that. Yet these same politicians get reelected saying that they care. I don't know if people forget or if the elections are rigged. I think that the elections are rigged. So, you know, someone said, if you think that what happened in Israel can't happen here, you're going to be in trouble. Be, be prepared. You know, this stuff can happen anywhere now. Remember when John Kerry leaked classified details to Iran about Israel's military operations and he was hanging out with Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif and the Iranians were cheering in the streets when Obama greenlit skids of cash going into the uh, Iran in the middle of the night on unmarked planes? Remember all that? Yesterday, anyone with an ounce of awareness should have thought there, by the grace of God, go I. Could this happen in America? I used to believe absolutely not. This is a person who tweeted this. I don't have the sense of security any longer. We have no idea who has crossed our borders. Bless all the innocents and are in the midst of this war, who are in the midst of this war. Okay, so Kim.com wrote this, understanding the Hamas attack on Israel. Iran is aiming for a confrontation with Israel and the U.S. The success of Russia in Ukraine is encouraging Iran to undo decades of hostile U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. A bankrupt U.S. government has just been invited, has just 
invited another war. The timing is opportunistic. The U.S. government is forced to print trillions of dollars as it struggles to raise new debt. Another uh, war would lead to a significant increase in inflation and an accelerated economy, economic decline of the U.S. So we print money, inject it into the war, it causes more global inflation. We're in for some serious trouble. Ukraine is turning out into a major defeat for the U.S. and NATO. A new front in the Middle East would accelerate the U.S. decline. The U.S. government and its Western partners simply cannot afford it. Russia and China would benefit most. And, of course, Russia uh, already, uh, the New York Post suggested the price right here. Oil prices jumped more than $3 per barrel in wake of Hamas attack. New York Post. I said another. I said this to that. <clears throat> another win for Russia as oil prices soar. Iranian appeasement leads to conflict that enriches the military-industrial complex laundering scheme that amounts to a theft from the middle class and a payment channel back to politicians who caused the crisis in the first place. You know these neocons and these liberals and these these globalists and and not just that. But it benefits Russia because, as Trump said clearly in several interviews of late, he said the benefactor of high oil prices is Russia. They benefit from that. So that's, you know, that's what's going on there. All right, so um, China... China and Russia are going to benefit from this, unfortunately. All right. There's no possible way our intelligence agencies could have put the puzzle together because Hamas was cleverly hiding their intentions with public statements precisely describing their intent. And of course, they publicly stated, we are prepared for an all-out war Deputy head of Hamas tells Lebanon's pro Hezbollah Al Mayadeen network. Okay, so they publicly stated this, and yet somehow we were caught blindsided. Raise your hand if you preferred mean tweets to war breaking out around the world. Donald Trump in July of 2018 said this. To Iranian President Rouhani, never ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. He said that all in caps. Breaking news in Israel. U.S. weapons left behind in Afghanistan used to attack Israel. A high-ranking Defense Forces IDF commander said U.S. weapons left in Afghanistan by the Biden administration were found in the hands of Palestinian groups active in the Gaza Strip. The chaos that erupted after the U.S. scramble to evacuate Afghanistan is ordered by Biden and the significant amount of weapons and equipment left behind. There was how has now been used to attack Israel, a close ally of the USA. 
Biden is incapable of leadership and a total embarrassment to the world stage. Of course. Bunch of morons running the foreign policy over there. It's crazy. Um, media blackout. Ten news stories they chose not to tell you this week. The week of October 9th. Your next salad could vaccinate you. Number 10. Number 9. Rand Paul declares Fauci belongs in jail without question. Number 8. Ukraine corrupt all at all levels, says former EU Commissioner Jack, uh, Chief Juncker. Number 7. Turbo cancers are decimating young doctors. Number 6. New documentary, new documentary exposes covert operations leading to the JFK's assassination. Number five, ivermectin not only effectively treats COVID-19, but also several other ailments and possible cancer. Number four, murderous work on mRNA technology wins the Nobel Prize. Dr. Malone responds. Of course, he should have probably won it. But number three, excess deaths among young people are up 42%. And the situation is only getting worse. Number two. Finn Ben Desley is emerging as a miracle drug for cancer and it's big pharma's worst nightmare. It'll put them out of business probably. Number one, the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine injected into billions of arms was not the same one used in Pfizer's clinical trials. There was a bait and switch. All right. So we're not getting the news that we deserve. Now, Getting to the vaccines and the kickbacks, let's take a listen to what Dr. Fauci said. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the These vaccine are committee, have folks. any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from people who make the vaccines? Soundbite number one, are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, According to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them, even on their financial statement, according to the Bayh-Dole Act. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about so, you. Everybody on the vaccine. So they don't even have to declare it with the IRS. This is just free tax-free kickback money. How rigged is that? Just because it's legal, don't make it right. So August 9th, 2021, this is what Anthony Fauci said. August 9th, 2021. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be on anyone, including children. So it may be that, much to our dismay, that children who get infected have long-term consequences that we don't fully appreciate right now. So for those reasons, one of transmissibility and one of seriousness of disease and one of uncertainty about long-range consequences, I, I come down strongly on ultimately vaccinating our children. Which gives him more royalties, kickbacks, profit from the pharmaceuticals because he's basically saying sell more, buy more, consume more, take more. And I'm the expert. So the doctor who posted this, Kevin Bass, He's a PhD and, you know, a doctor, says Anthony 
Fauci says, because we do not know the long-term effects of COVID, we should give children COVID vaccine. But why did he not entertain the opposite? The opposite could be true. Because we do not know the long-term effects of the vaccine, we shouldn't use it, right? Right. But of course, that doesn't make him money. So here we got this. This is kind of interesting. Um, We're going to get to Ukraine here and and what they're trying to cover up. Let's take a listen to this. I want to get right into the news because we've got a very busy day for you and we want to get right into it. So let's start right there and let's talk about the biggest story of the day, which I think inarguably is what's been happening in the war in Ukraine. And we're going to be looking more deeply here in a second. So Ukraine is surrendering. I mean, that is the word. Tens of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers are laying down their weapons and surrendering to Russian troops. This is amazing, right? This is a story the Western media does not want you to see. Over the past few weeks, we've been tracking countless reports of Ukrainian men surrendering before uh, they are to be killed. So you're going to see, like, take a look at your screen here. So these are night vision uh, scenes in Ukraine, night vision capturing many of the moments as Russian forces surround these targets There they are in the brush. You can see them coming out of the brush, and they're making announcements. Come out, live, or you will be killed. Thankfully, these men are coming out, and they are surrendering. Just look at the screen. They're waving the white. Anything you have white that you can wave in your hands right now, please do it, and we will make sure that you are safe, you are taken care of. How many of you are there? Tell us how many of you there are. Don't lie to us. Come out, lay down your weapons, and you will not be hurt. You will not be killed. Now, we have brought you reports that Russia has been dropping pamphlets to tell them exactly how to surrender so that they don't get hurt. We also know that from NATO reports, from leaked documents, that if they surrender as a unit, they cannot be prosecuted for desertion. So they that's why we see them coached with almost identical language as they get in a room. They say we are all together. They explain that we are command that has been left without weapons, without any training, and we're stranded here and we surrender. There's a formula to this, and we've seen it over and over again. You wouldn't see it if you're only watching CNN, but we've shown it to you. Oh, no, the Western media is not going to show you this story. I guarantee you, you're not going to see this story on the front pages of the BBC tomorrow, CNN, the New York, New York Times, or other places. You're not going to see reports of the thousands who have been laying down their weapons over the past few days. And here is uh, Rabatino um, and another surrender that's uh, happening. You can see them coming out of the... So you get the idea, right? I mean, they, there's a lot of video here, and this is radio. So um, the thing is, is that uh, um, they don't want you to be talking about another defeat. Afghanistan was a debacle. It was a money laundering operation. They didn't, they didn't even bother to shut it down. There was so much money being wasted in Afghanistan that they didn't even care about the 85 million, a billion, billion, with a B, dollars left behind. And they didn't even want to talk about the fact that now the Taliban (laughs) is in charge of the country. Like after 20 years, we actually made things worse. How how stupid are we? And then here you have um, uh, all these different people, these great minds. uh, Matt Gates suggesting that Ukraine is a money law. Listen to all of these sound bites about Ukraine being a money laundering operation. 
It's not just me. It's not just one person. It's it's everybody. I think that the reason we are as involved in Ukraine as we are is because Afghanistan wound down. And if we still had... Af- Do you hear that? Afghanistan winds down, so we got to get going with Ukraine. We could have avoided that war easily, right? And we didn't need to empower Russia by uh, taking away our energy independence. But because we were pushing this green agenda and our woke policies in the G7 and the West, we empowered Russia. Let's take a listen again. I think that the reason we are as involved in Ukraine as we are is because Afghanistan wound down. And if we still had Afghanistan to launder money through, there probably wouldn't be the need for this type of excessive involvement in Ukraine. But I think we can look at Afghanistan and we can look at what's going on here and say what a lot of these defense contractors are pushing toward is how to have an extended kind of low yield war. Like if there's a way to stretch this thing out, turn it into a 20, 30 year kind of thing where there's a whole lot of money moving around and unaccountable pots and a lot of weapons getting bought and then, oh man, the stockpiles. Well, we got to spend more money to reload those. Yeah, right? And Lindsey Graham is the first in line to do it, right? You know who said that best and probably first was Julian Assange. Julian Assange knew what time it was. Yeah, let's take a listen. Julian Assange said the same doggone thing. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. goal is to... Endless war. Endless war to just use as a slush fund. Uh, just Jim Ferguson says, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Rothschild warns British government the new world order is dead if Putin wins in Ukraine. They must not lose Ukraine. No more funding to this money-grabbing puppet. Let peace prevail. Stop the money laundering by corrupt politicians. Yeah. All right. Why is... This is why they want to fund the Ukraine. Uh, they are partners in the money laundering network tied to the New ha- to New Hampshire. This is a good. This is a different angle, but this is interesting. I've read into this the, the Pentagon paper or the uh, I think it was the pen, not the Pentagon Papers, but in any case, New Hampshire is like this hotbed for laundering. As I directly warned you about Ukraine in 2019 on video, it it's all about money laundering because they're all stealing. They're all stealing and selling protection to evil child traffickers. This was um this was a uh, Mike Gill. Yeah, he's been big on this. All right, here's Josh Hawley on the money laundering scam. Because he didn't Ukraine. like the fact there was no Ukraine money in it. I mean, this is a parody. And by the way, we now know because of the leaked documents out of the Biden administration, we now know what's going on in Ukraine. This money is being used to completely overhaul the country. <clears throat> Our money is being spent on reforming their banking system, 
on their education department on teaching English in Ukraine? Teaching English. You can't teach English in American schools any longer, and yet we're teaching it in Ukraine and funding it? It's insane. It's yeah. totally insane. I want to show you what the Wall Street Journal reported about this. Basically, the U.S. and other donor nations effectively pay the salaries of 150,000 civil servants in Ukraine and more than a half a million teachers, professors, and school workers, not to mention government expenses ranging from health care to housing subsidies. And on Monday, by the way, the State Department explained why. It is also important for Ukraine's ability to build a long-term economy. They need to have the economy that can kind of that can support um, uh, a security apparatus that can deter future Russian aggression. Okay, so our economy is still suffering from really high inflation, obscenely high gas prices, general despondency, but we got a plan for the future for Ukraine, Senator. Yeah, and rebuild a long-term economy in Ukraine. I mean, I, I don't understand anything that I'm hearing. I thought that the rationale for us spending billions of dollars in Ukraine was military assistance. I thought this was all about stopping the Russians. But now it turns out, oh, no, that's not even the truth. Now it's just we're going to shovel money to their government bureaucrats. It's not bad enough we fund our own DEI, critical race theory, government bureaucrats in America. Now we're funding them in Ukraine. I mean, it's just you cannot make this stuff up, Laura. And this is why the American people have had it with this. This is absurd. And we're not tracking, by the way, any of the money. Congress has repeatedly voted down independent watchdogs who would track the money. We need to get an accounting of every dime that has been spent. And I tell you what, I will not support another penny for Ukraine. Well, political. Yeah, it's right there. No auditing. <laughs> How convenient. Um, all right, we got we got some more audio clips. Let's take a listen to this one. Ukraine is a huge money laundering operations. All the politicians All the world. Are, are, are getting. This is what they're saying. They, everybody it. knows it. Companies are making my a point. fortune out supplying all the weapons. It's a it's the biggest money laundering operation probably ever. That's what it is. Ukraine's completely corrupt. All Zelensky's cronies are all raking it in with with them um, skimming it off the top, or you know corruption and. Just embezzlement or selling the weapons that the their West is sending them on the black market. The, people are bribing Ukrainian officials to avoid being conscripted and use, uh, avoid being used as cannon fodder on the front lines. It's what it is. And uh, here's yet another one. This is uh, Rand Paul. We, we lack effective oversight mechanisms to ensure that the hard-earned American tax dollars don't fall prey to waste, fraud, and abuse. For over a year now, I have been asking for a special inspector general to make sure they're not stealing our money. We've had one in Afghanistan, and he is, and his team of economists and technicians have overseen and found billions of dollars worth of waste that they've saved. We need the same thing in Ukraine, a special inspector general to make sure they're not stealing our money. When that has come before a vote in the Senate, the majority party in here says, no, we just want to spend the money. We don't care. Some Republicans have gone along with this as well, and they have voted against an inspector general. It is a terrible abuse of our spending authority to spend money overseas in a war and not make sure that they're not stealing it. 
Yeah, well, that how convenient, right? And uh, no signature verification for our election. So, you know, you're going to have fraud in any one of these cases. Going on, burying the country, all the debt, the headlines, the Financial Times. Biden seeks to reassure Ukraine after U.S. Congress ditches war aid. We know McCarthy cut it. Look at the headline of the Financial Times of London. This is what the party of Davos, this is what the globalists, why, why, if everything's going on, all the problems in our country, invasion of the southern border, record numbers, the biggest headline in the Financial Times of London is to make sure that Zelensky and the corrupt oligarchs understand that more money's coming so they can skim it off the top and kick back. The kickbacks here have got to be enormous, right? It's a money laundering operation. The whole Ukraine situation, the reason they won't come about any plan for victory, the reason they won't, the Republicans won't calm down here for the War Powers Act, it's a money laundering operation. Money laundering. Yeah, money laundering. We've been talking about that since the beginning. So, you know, where does the money go? Via his business advisory firm, West Exec, Anthony Blinken, organized a venture capital fund, Ridgeline Partners, that includes data and tech companies profiting today from contracts with DOD and NATO in the war in Ukraine. Jen Psaki, DNI, Haynes, um, and others on the Biden team came from West Exec. Look it up, West Exec. Truth is, arms contractors don't operate in a vacuum, politicians are in their pockets who take such decisions as Biden announced for Ukraine. Blinken himself headed a consultancy in the field prior to his present job. Eisenhower was prophetic. Yeah. Um, this is just an unbelievable situation. See my, my earlier tweet on DNI and IC officials. Um, the 2023 Globalist Bilderberg event in Portugal to plot against U.S. and other nations as these events always do. See Bilderberg links to West Exec officials running Biden administration, of course. Yep. And then we have West Exec is Ukraine in Ukraine in Ukraine is what the Carlisle Group, a big Bush outfit and um, not only with the Bushes, but also um, uh, Paul Ryan. The Carlisle Group is to Iraq what West Exec is to Ukraine, you see. So look it up. At this time, the Blink- Blinken was appointed. At the time Blinken was appointed, Burisma was listed as a West Exec client. Burisma. But it isn't listed in the current Wikipedia article. So Carlisle Group was just, you know, another group, but mainly out of the Middle East, and they do the same things. West Exec is sort of like for Eastern Europe. Um, U.S. West Exec hedge fund manager Blinken, laptop Ukraine Biden's foreign minister, uh, well, the Hunter Biden laptop, Ukraine Biden's Ukraine, Biden's foreign minister host an anti-corruption, this is poorly written, event as he sends tens of billions to what the U.S. has acknowledged in Europe's most corrupt country. 
All right, so this was a retweet of a, of Department of State where Senator Blinken announces the third cohort of anti-corruption champions awards ceremony honorees at the State Department. Of course, they're probably the biggest criminals. Um, career diplomat Eric Green worked at, as a White House lead on Russia-Ukraine. Now he joins West Exec Advisors with Tony Blinken, which Tony Blinken co-founded. Our clients are already benefiting from Eric's deep expertise and extensive experience in Europe issues, the Ukraine reconstruction. Just like, you know, Halliburton was going to handle the, manage the oil wells in, in Kuwait, <laughs> you know, we tear them down, they build them up, they get paid. Carlisle Group was involved with that. Um, West Exec, Ridgeline Partners, uh, Stonebridge, uh, Albright Stonebridge are all involved in Ukraine. You know, it's crazy. It's not even, they're not even hiding this stuff anymore. The average person supporting unlimited Ukraine war funding doesn't know West Executive Advisors. When you know the key chess players, conflicts, and greed, then the mathematics can be calculated. They say the values of Dr. Martin Luther King are outdated now. We with the priorities of the empire now. All right, so... um. There's just pictures of, you know, Austin and Raytheon, um, you know, all these different parts and pieces of the military industrial complex. Biden inflation at record 14%. So inflation's 18, you know, was 8.3 under Biden, 1.4 under Trump. Gas prices were two bucks, two dollars and 15 cents under Trump, almost four dollars under Biden. Mortgages are seven plus percent. They were three percent under Trump. The borders were secure under Trump, open under Biden. Crime is high under Biden, low under Trump. Uh, war, no for Trump, yes for Biden. Vaccinations forced, voluntary under Trump. Dementia, yes for Biden, no for Trump. And a crackhead son, yes for Biden and no for Trump. You know, and I have one more audio clip for you, and this one is by Matt Gates. Mr. Speaker, my friend from Oklahoma says that my colleagues and I who don't support Kevin McCarthy would plunge the House and the country into chaos. Chaos is Speaker McCarthy. Chaos is somebody who we cannot trust with their word. The one thing that the White House, House Democrats, and many of us on the conservative side of the Republican caucus would argue is that the thing we have in common, Kevin McCarthy said something to all of us at one point or another that he didn't really mean and never intended to live up to. I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. And the way to liberate ourselves from that is a series of reforms to this body that I would hope would outlast 
Speaker McCarthy's time here, would outlast my time here, and would outlast either of our majorities. Reforms that I have heard some of the most conservative members of this body fight for, and some of the reforms that we've been battling for that I've even heard those in the Democrat caucus say would be worthy and helpful to the House, like open amendments, like understanding what the budget is. We have been out of compliance with budget laws for most of my life, most of many of your lives. And by the way, if we did those things, if we had single-subject bills, if we had an understanding on the top line, if we had open amendments, if we had trust and honesty and understanding, there would be times when my conservative colleagues and I would lose. Might be a few times when we'd win. There'd be times that we would form partnerships that might otherwise not be uh, really predictable in the American body politic, but the American people would see us legislating. These last few days, we've suspended the momentum that we had established the week earlier, where we were bringing bills to the floor, voting on them, staying late at night, working hard. That's what the American people expect. It's something Speaker McCarthy hasn't delivered, and that's why I've moved to vacate the chair. I reserve. Yeah, well, that is uh, just a warm-up of things to come for this week. You know, people are talking about Scalia and, I mean, uh, no, uh, Scalise, <laughs> Scalia, Justice Scalia. No, uh, people are talking about uh, Steve Scalise and people are talking about Jim Jordan. I think it's going to be Jim Jordan uh, for health reasons more than anything, but uh, um I think uh, they were going to see that. Uh, I would have loved for a hat trick and basically get Trump in for 100 days while they groom Jim Jordan uh, or transition Jim Jordan from his important committee chairs. I think it would be great if they did that um, and got Donald Trump into place. That's an opportunity missed. They could be bold and big. Um, there's been a 23% drop in U.S. birth rates due to uh, this could get really bad really fast. And they don't know what it's due to, really. I, a lot of people think it's vaccines. But um, it's interesting when you look at this heat map of where it is, the biggest declines. And there's states like Utah, Nevada, and New Mexico. And it's just... It's it's interesting, you know, this is birth rates. So the populations are growing, but that's because people are moving through the southern border and probably they're chasing out citizens who are fleeing those states. So I don't know, it's kind of interesting to see. Um, but we have to pay some close attention to our population uh, growth. All right, so uh, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out MAGAPAC.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation if you can in order to keep The Scott Adams Show commercial-free. We don't want commercials here. So do that, and also head over to MyPillow.com and use Red State when you do. Use Red State as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next Just time. Just a pair of my kids right off the radio. Bye, buddy. Neck.